one thing I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't mention, but maybe I shouldn't be surprised because you guys were on a preview. But that new laundry room, I'm going to say is a is a is a. <laughs> I know this is crazy to say. Ryan's cracking up. I know. Hashtag Sam does laundry. Yeah, Sam does laundry <laughs> on all cruises, and I freaking love that new fairy tale laundrette. everybody this week's episode of the dcl duo podcast brought to you by my path unwinding travel and uh second recording of the day sam has the green room been restocked for you you know what brian it has i've got a starbucks iced tea i've got some popcorn i'm ready and raring to go and i will have to tell you i'm a little starstruck today by our guests so um, I don't know. They might not realize this, but they're kind of a big deal. Uh, they're pretty big on TikTok. They're pretty big in the blogging world. Um, we got some Disney, uh, some Disney superstars here. Well, let's start by welcoming them to the show. Welcome, Josh and Brittany. Thank you so much. The, your words are too kind. I, I <laughs> yeah, I don't think we we uh, would go that far, but um, we're we're really happy to be here and excited to kind of share our experiences with everyone. Yeah. And so before we dive in, let's help folks understand why we think you're a star studded cast here, which uh, is that you have the fairy tale wonders blog. Uh, you've got a huge presence on TikTok. And then, Josh, you are a travel agent with Wish Upon a Star. Did I get all of that right? Yes. So it's Wish Upon a Star with us. But yeah, we kind of go by a couple different names there. So and then Fairy Tale Wonders is our TikTok and our our, our blog. And um, yeah. <laughs> well, we love following along. I, I followed along on Instagram with several of your trips, including your Wish Voyage and your recent uh, Danube River Cruise, both of which we're going to talk a little bit about tonight. But let's start with your cruising background. So how often have you sailed with Disney? Which kinds of ships and itineraries have you all done? And have you sailed with, with other cruise lines? Yeah, so we have done all five Disney ships now. We did a Wish preview cruise, which was absolutely amazing. We were so excited to see that new ship for the first time. And then, of course, we sailed on the rest of the, the four Disney ships. I've done 17 Disney cruises and Josh, you've done, I think, 23. I think 23. Yep. Once you get up there, you start losing count. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we would have to check that. I really, really should have checked. <laughs> and you guys met on a Disney cruise and got married on a Disney cruise. Is that right? We did. So we actually met on the Disney Magic in May of 2015. And then we actually got engaged at Disney's Alani in Hawaii. And then we decided we already had that amazing story going. So we decided to do a Disney wedding in 2019 on the dream in uh, a castaway key. You guys are speaking my love language, okay? I just want to tell you that. <laughs> Willie, Rebecca, if you're out there listening, you can take some tips. You can take some tips here. Uh, two, friends of, two friends of ours who are getting married at Disney World, and uh, we will be on a cruise with them afterwards for their honeymoon. Oh, and, then, awesome. and then I think they're flying to Hawaii. So there you go. Oh, well, that, that sounds amazing. That's the way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, I'm curious, who got who into Disney here? It sounds like you just sort of were both already into Disney. Yeah, so my family, I actually, I have to... To have a little bit of a pre-story, uh, pre-Britney, I guess. I grew up in a, a Disney family. I actually have a brother with, with Down syndrome, and we always joke that he didn't live at home. He lived at Disney World, and he only visited home. And that's how often my family was fortunate enough to travel down to Disney, and where I got my, my background growing up and naturally fell into doing what I do now for a living. It was just so special growing up and I have those those memories that now I, I translate to my clients and then as well as just the what Brittany and I enjoy doing and, and traveling together. You know, we are the, I guess, Disney adults in a way. We're not the ones that are, I don't know, I don't know what the word is. We love Disney, but we love it for its its customer service and the and the and the magic that it offers. That's what's what's really special to us and kind of having that background. And then Brittany, I'll let you tell your your side of it. Yeah, for me, we didn't have as many visits as Josh did um, growing up, but I definitely was from a Disney family too. We went on annual Disney Disney World trips was really like our main vacation spot. And then um, in 2007, we took our first Disney cruise. I remember my mom really had to convince my dad to try something you know, <laughs> different, not just our regular Disney World trip. So we did our first four night cruise paired 
paired with the Disney World trip. That was their compromise. And from there, we just fell in love with Disney cruises. And that became our go-to family vacation. I don't, I don't remember when my family first took their Disney cruise. I think it was a couple of years prior to that. It was early, earlier than Earlier 2000s, yeah. Now, you were both in Orlando, is that right? Um, no. Where actually, we're based? No, we're actually in Il- Southern Illinois. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. So we, we have to travel. So we get the side of it of always traveling there. I wish I wish Disney World was in our backyard in the, in the <laughs> ships, but no, we... We travel all the time for our our destinations, so it's kind of nice because we're kind of in the middle of things, I guess. So, mm-hmm. well, you mentioned up front that you got a chance to sail on one of the Wish Preview cruises, and for all of our listeners out there who have grown wary of all of our Wish coverage, we're going to keep it short this time around because we want to talk more about Josh and Brittany's Danube River cruise that they just got off of. But we couldn't pass up the opportunity to get some highlights and uh, areas for improvement uh, for Disney on the Wish. So let's start with Josh, Brittany. What were your top three things? on the wish that you really enjoyed either, you know, food or spaces, whatnot, like what, give us top three things for each of you that you really liked on the wish. So my top favorite thing is I love the quick service restaurants. Now having it's little, I know, but having the barbecue sauces, the different things out there, I really, really enjoyed that area. It was just such a nice upgrade. I think I really hope they bring that to the other ships. And I really did enjoy the pool areas, having those spaced out pools. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about that at first, but compared to the other ships having, you know, the one goofy pool in the middle, like I would as an adult without kids, I wouldn't feel like that pool is for me. Now that the pools are all spread out, we kind of have those options where, okay, if there's only another family in this section of the pool or something, there's a lot more space. So I really like how that is now spaced out. And then my other favorite, I would probably say is the new gym area. I'm drawing a blank on the name. The Hero Zone. Hero Zone. I love the new Hero Zone. I think that was so smart taking that indoors. It's I'm not a huge sports person, but I enjoy ping pong and I love, and I didn't think I would, I love the Incredibles blow up thing. As you know, silly as that might seem, we had some really fun times racing through there. And I think it's just a really nice addition for families having that indoor space. It just seems very good quality. It's just a lot different being outside and being able to actually use the sports deck in all weather, I think is pretty big for families. Yeah, people love that Incredicourse and and the Incredic Games where, it's a, where they actually do races. People are just loving that activity for sure. Yeah, it's, it's something that I thought was going to be small, but it's, I think, a real highlight. And it's something that I didn't foresee as something that was as cool as it turned out to be now the ship's actually sailing. Yeah, when I first heard of it, I thought it was kind of, going to be kind of silly. Like I wasn't yeah. really interested in it, but it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, we have a friend with a permanent scar now from the Incredicourse. So, uh, <laughs> oh, I think I think I have one too, actually. Uh, yeah, I, me and my my brother, we were actually flying over that course. So yeah, <laughs> long long sleeve shirts are encouraged, and pants, and of course you have to have socks. <laughs> I think it was really smart for Disney to make that a multi purpose space because it it just it, it adds it, it's no longer just a static basketball court. So I think that that was fantastic. But but Brittany, I want to hear your top uh, your top three. Well, I was also going to say the quick service, but he did steal <laughs> that one from me. Um, but I have some others, so that's okay. Um, one thing I loved was just the like relaxation areas that they had. Obviously, the rainforest does cost extra, but that place, I mean, it's just amazing. And then the even just the the lounge chairs and the day beds that they have, I we love relaxing in a day bed. So having those brought to a Disney ship was definitely something we were really happy to see. Another change that I really liked was in the staterooms, having another thing that seems small, but having the lights inside of the bathrooms and not on the outside <laughs> and having those night lights in there. That just makes a huge difference, I think. The nightlight is a game changer, Brittany. It I is. totally it is. with you. <laughs> Yeah. And I think I think we I all four of us talking from this standpoint, we because we've felt the other ships and we've gone a decade now, the little changes like that are just so big for us compared to, you know, another line where we're like, oh, I wish Disney did this. And now having that, I think, is 
is just, we just really notice it. It's nice. <laughs> and then the other thing I really loved is the, the three new uh, main dining restaurants. I just, I really loved all of them. So I was really happy with what they put together for the new ship for those. Then I loved the, uh, the entertainment in the frozen restaurant and in the Marvel restaurant as well. Really enjoyed those. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you, Josh. Those little touches after sailing on ships for the Disney ships for so long that <laughs> you notice them, right? So like, I love the additional outlets in the stateroom. I actually thought I would hate the TV at the end of the bed, which I'm still not totally sold on, but I love the size of it. <laughs> the size of that yeah, TV yeah. was amazing from that standpoint. So what about some things that we know Disney is building Ship 6? Ship 6 is underway and they are taking feedback and incorporating it into that ship. What are maybe three pieces of feedback you would give Disney to say, hey, well, you've still got the ability. Why don't you change this? Well, I'm sure a lot of people will probably bring this one up, but I think the adult pool just needs to be bigger. That one we noticed a lot. It just felt like it really should have been bigger. 100%. I was going to jump right on that. that I knew that would be the first one. That could area do. is, there was no reason for those waiting areas. They the could, little waiting pools. They when they could have the made just that be so bigger. much bigger. Love the infinity pool, but it just, yeah, it needs to be bigger. The staterooms, uh, something I think they could improve is the amount of storage. It felt like there was less storage than um, what you have on the other ship. So that was something something that hopefully they could add a little more. Yeah, 100% agree with you there. Oh, back to the pools again. I would say they could use a few more hot tubs, I think would be really nice. You just um, took on mine. Was that all of yours? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there are any hot, there's no family hot tubs on the Wish. And so there's just like the one by the adult area, is that and right? And two in the rainforest room. Well, yeah. yeah. And then you got the concierge and the royal suites get their own, but for the regular people out, there's just the one. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hot tub situation was uh, the first time seeing that. Uh, of course, because of what we do and how and, and you guys as well, you know, dissecting this all, we're going to dissect it more than a, the average guest, right? But I think Disney's logic in just in their defense is the wish was designed for three and four night sailings, right? So how many people in the Caribbean are potentially, you know, going to want that hot tub? That's my only like train of thought I can think of where they kind of went with that. Same on the storage, right? I mean, I think that is exactly, if I were Disney and I were explaining it to a guest, that's exact. I would say exactly what you just said, Josh. Three and four night sailings in the Caribbean and the Bahamas, you know, do you really need a lot of hot tubs? Do you really need a lot of storage space? I would say to Disney, yes, I actually do. But <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, you, especially I think on the storage side of things, and we've said this on other shows, the issue is you're going to get families who come for a three or a four night cruise. So I, I think a couple of things are going to happen. One is they're going to go to the parks potentially beforehand, which means they've got more luggage in tow than just clothes for three or four nights. Or it seems like a lot of people are doing back to backs on the wish now. And so like that's seven nights. So it also seems to lock the ship into those three and four nights. So it's not going to be able to rotate easily without a big overhaul for more storage in the stateroom. So and on the hot tub front, it's funny because those things are hopping on the cruises that we've been on, uh, Sam. Like they're filled with kids. I'm wondering if they actually took them out because they basically just became like a place where the kids would go sit, watch Funnel Vision. And they decided, well, we've got all of these tiered pools. So we've solved that problem. I actually don't mind them not having any hot tubs on the, the family pool deck area. I think where where they probably need more hot tubs or at least one more hot tub is probably in that adults only area. I, I don't think the the hot tub situation on the main pool deck needs to be it doesn't need to be abundant for the family areas. One thing I'm kind of surprised you guys didn't mention, but maybe I shouldn't be surprised because you guys were on a preview. But that new laundry room, I'm going to say is a is a is a. <laughs> I know this is crazy to say, but Ryan's cracking up. I know. Hashtag Sam does laundry. Yeah, Sam does laundry <laughs> on all cruises, and I freaking love that new fairy tale laundrette. Okay, funny thing you mentioned that though, because when we first got on the ship, it just I guess just coincidence. But that was one of the very first areas we went because like no one is going to be there taking video or photos of this area. So we actually went to the one of the laundry rooms. The laundry room is the, the laundry room. It is the only, we yes. We went only. to the laundry room <laughs> and it was, yeah, we were we were blown away. We we don't typically do laundry on the ship. Yeah, usually only on longer cruises. We're, we're very, um, we extend our, our wardrobe as much as possible yeah. usually. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears for a second. Uh, I want to head over to your river cruise. So you did an Adventures by Disney was it the Danube or the Rhine? It was the Danube. The Danube. Okay, so you're in the Danube River Cruise. It started in Budapest and ends somewhere outside of near Munich, right? Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Nice. So was this your first Adventures by Disney experience? I don't think it was, but but was it your first ABD? 
So I had the opportunity to do a training ABD. It was a basically like an escape, which are like Adventures by Disney's quick add-ons that you potentially do either before a trip, usually like a river cruise. And so I actually did a San Francisco training one. So I don't really count that, but I got to see how an Adventures by Disney operates for, of course, helping clients with it. So that was really nice. But we had basically everything packed into two days. It was amazing. And one of the best things I've... One of the best (laughs) ways I've ever experienced traveling to a city. It was so cool. Um, But yeah, this was our first first Adventures by Disney together. And And our first full... and our first, full, yeah, and our first full one, especially just as guests, and then as well as doing a river cruise, which I would say is, of course, very different than a land-based adventures by Disney as well. And a big difference from Disney Cruise Line, ocean cruising. We've had we've had a bunch of guests on talk about small ship versus big ship cruising. And uh, it seems like a key difference is the wish is the destination when you're sailing on the Disney wish, whereas the cities you're visiting on the river cruise are the destination when you're doing kind of an ABD river cruise. 100%. We kind of had that expectation going in, but I until we really experienced it, I didn't realize how different they were because in some ways I did try to compare them, but I just halfway through the trip, I kind of threw that out the window. They are just so different. And like you said, you are going for the cities, the destinations. We were so tired from our trip. I felt like we needed a vacation for our vacation afterwards. And we don't feel that way, of course, when we're cruising with Disney Cruise Line or another line. Like you said, that is the destination. It's way more relaxing. We were on an adventure. We went to activities. We would get up at six in the morning. We'd have our breakfast. We'd be out the door and exploring a new city. So just very different. And even though you with the a cruise, a regular ocean cruise, you have your excursions, but it's just, it's really not comparable, I'd say, to a river cruise. Had you visited, either of you visited the cities on the itinerary before? No, neither of us had ever been to uh, any of these cities that we visited. So it was a fully new experience and it was definitely, it was so much to see and do. I honestly still can't even um, really fathom how much we fit into one seven day trip. Like (laughs) it just feels like, you know, if we did all that on our own, it would have taken us a month to get through what we did in a week. It was crazy. And it felt like a two week trip too versus uh, a seven day trip that that's for sure like i i still can't it feels like we did yeah like you said so much so before we dive into the specifics of the cruise i was curious so abd for the river cruises contracts with ama waterways did you notice any gaps sort of in the, the quality of the service or the experience that you've come to expect from Disney on the Adventures by Disney River Cruise? No. Ama Waterways was absolutely phenomenal. I would say it's probably the closest you're going to get to Disney service that's not Disney. So do keep in mind with Ama Waterways, the service, it, like you said, it is contracted out. So it's the real only Disney presence we had there were our adventure guides. And we only had three of them. And I can get into reasons why in a little bit. We only had three of them. They worked so well together with Ama Waterways. I mean, if you didn't know and you told me they were Disney or that's what they told the guests, you really probably have no idea. The service was amazing. We were very pleased overall, I would say, with Ama Waterways. I would sail just them even. I mean, it was excellent. How many people were on this river cruise and what was kind of the age range or, you know, were there kids on there? Were there grandparents on there? You know, who was on this cruise? Yeah, great question. So our cruise was not the the norm. So I'll just start with that. We actually only had 37 guests, including us, 37 guests on the Amalia. It was basically like a VIP <laughs> river cruise, if you will. And and we asked our guides and they said, you know, this was not common. In, in that season, they were seeing between 80 to 100 guests. And the Amalia, the ship that we happen to be on, can typically hold, I think, about up to 150. So we were very spoiled. <laughs> and it was a very close-knit group because of that. So really by the third, fourth day, even sooner than that, people were, you know, very well mingled. Everyone had basically talked. And it was just a really, really nice experience because it was so small, I'd say. And we were just, you just really felt noticed by, you know, of course, your adventure guides and then as well as the staff. For dinners, for example, the staff was basically just waiting there, <laughs> waiting till my drink was empty and then to come refill it. So it was, you know, very, very uh, incredible, to, I would say, to, and lucky that we were able to do that. We were on the last sailing of the, the season, so that probably had to do with it as well. Mm-hmm. And then what was the kind of age makeup of the passengers? Our group was mostly adults. There were three families on our trip and they were all extended families. So they had kids ranging. I think the youngest was about 12 up to uh, late teens. There was about six, six of them 
I would say. And then everyone else was, was all adults, a lot of adult couples, I would say. And then a few friends traveling together as well. Did you experience any issues? I'm curious. There's been a lot of reporting recently about the river levels over there being super low. And so were there any issues on your cruise because of that? We, we were lucky that we weren't impacted at all by that. So thankfully, we were able to do the full itinerary as planned without any adjustments. So I was going to ask about the number of guides. Normally, there's four on these river cruises, if I'm not incorrect on that. And I'm assuming, but correct me if I'm wrong, the reason you had three was because you had such a low number of passengers? Yes. So there could actually be anywhere between, I think, four to six is what they currently run with, depending on how many they need. They said it was already scheduled because they know how many guests are coming, that one of them was going to be going home for a conference. But yes, usually there are more more guides. So you get that more, the better ratio per guest. Uh, and I believe, I believe they, when they first started, I believe they were running with nine. And when we were talking to our guys, they said that was way too many. And then they dialed it back to, I think, seven. And then they dialed it back again to six. And now they kind of just do it based on probably number of kids and maybe... I think just the number of passengers ratio. Yeah, Our guide told us this summer they'd been mostly having four based on the size of the trips that they'd had, which was ranging, Mm -hmm. like Josh said, from about 80 to 100 this summer. And so ours was just a fluke where we were just way lower. So they called it the the smallest cruise that ever sailed. (laughs) (laughs) Although there are barge cruises that have less passengers than that. (laughs) Our guides, I guess, have never seen that low of a number either. So we were really thankful that our trip kind of still went. Again, I think it's already chartered with Disney, so I wouldn't be surprised. But some of like the land tours, if they don't have enough interest, I have heard and seen those get canceled because they don't have enough people for them. I think it works a little differently with river cruises, though, because they're already contracted with on the waterways. Now, did you spend any time in Budapest on the front end of the trip or did you fly in and you know maybe a day before and get right on the cruise the next day? We had originally planned to arrive earlier in the day, the day before, so that we could have some time to explore on our own. But unfortunately, we had flight issues, as so many people are having right now. And we ended up arriving at at midnight. So we didn't get the day we planned um, to explore Budapest, unfortunately. Good reminder to folks out there to plan ahead, (laughs) especially with flights in and out of Europe these days. uh, A lot of delays. Now, did you feel like you got to experience enough of Budapest to get a sense of it, you know, just on the cruise. That's that's something I'm curious about because port stops, you know, for large cruise lines, sometimes it can be a, you know, you're you're getting to see one little site of the city and that's it. And you don't get a sense of it. I'm just curious with the river cruise, did you feel like you got a little bit more, I don't know, experience in the city? Definitely more. I mean, again, you do have free time as well, depending on the, the time for the port. I would definitely say way more than a cruise. That's for sure, because it's just you're you're right there in the city. You know, you're docking in the city. You can get off and on throughout the day if you wanted to. You can just go eat off the ship if you wanted to. I will say with Adventures by Disney versus just if you're just doing on the waterway sailing, you have so many activities already planned. You really probably aren't going to have time for that, but you technically maybe could if you skip something. Yeah, I will say we had some free time scheduled where we fully intended to go out and explore on our own and we were just needing a nap. So we did that and said to rest up for the next activity because there was just so much uh, yeah. so much to do yeah. and we didn't want to miss anything. So when we had any free time, we were we were napping basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course with jet lag and the jet stuff, lag was and stuff us too. Hard, yeah. yeah. Early on, but it, it really just depends. I feel like some of the ports, I did get to see more of the, the city, the town versus some of the other ones. And it depends on like what you did for the tours as well. So like Budapest, we did a equestrian activity for our excursion instead of being in the city. So I feel like that did change things a little bit. Yeah, the, the people that chose the walking tour in the city probably got maybe a better sense of the actual city itself, whereas we were out in the countryside on that that tour that yeah. day, which, which, was, which we loved. But but like our guide said too, like you don't if you were just visiting Budapest, you might not get that the countryside. You're not going to see that, so you have options. So we could have stayed in the city if we wanted to. We just for whatever reason we didn't pick the walking tour that day, but we could have. And then but. Well, the tour we did was really nice too. Again, seeing the countryside and seeing uh, those side of things. Now, when when do you choose what tour? I, I know from other folks that we've talked to about ABD that a- ABD is is really uh, more all inclusive than let's say a, a Disney Ocean cruise in the sense of you know your excursions are included generally speaking with your cruise. 
But when do you choose like which excursions you're going to go on? That's a good question. So we weren't sure on that for a little while as well, too. And the the reason was because it actually varies between which river you're on. So the Seine and the Rhine are the ones that you actually pick ahead of time. And the Danube, for whatever reason, you pick when you arrive. And we actually, when we first met our adventure guides, uh, we were checking in with our luggage and everything uh, the first day before we head over to the, the ship. They gave us a piece of paper and they said, you know, you don't have, these aren't finalized, but just give us an idea because we want to know numbers. Like if we need to set out X amount of bikes, we want to be able to do that in advance for you. So we just picked right on the spot. Now we did look at our itinerary ahead of time. So we had an idea, of course, of what we wanted to do. So it took us, you know, five minutes just to make sure that was still what we wanted to do. But that's, you typically pick depending on the river. So ahead of time for the Seine and Rhine and the Danny you pick currently when you get there and you check in. Well, now we know what what ours is going to be because we're on the Danube, aren't we, Brian? Yes. Yes, we are. So I'm curious what other port stops you had. So I know from your Instagram, I've seen Budapest. I think I've seen Vienna. Uh, Where where else did you stop? So we started the cruise in Budapest. That's where we spent the the first and second day. And then we went to Bratislava, which was our only stop in Slovakia. That is one place I wish we could have spent more time because I really did love that city. Um, And then from there, we moved to Vienna and we actually spent like a day and a half in Vienna. So that was nice. I think that we got a lot of time to uh, experience that one. And then from there, we went to a couple more cities in Austria. We went to Krems in Melk in the same day. And then the next day we were in Linz and we went on excursions to Salzburg. And then our last day we were in Passau in Germany. And then we finished in Vilshoven, which is uh, about an hour and a half from Munich. Awesome. You know, I think we have the, if not the exact itinerary, then a really, really, really close itinerary. I don't think we stop in Bratislava, to be honest. I think we, I think we're sailing that day because it's Christmas day. I think we're in Vienna for, I think we might be in Vienna for two full days. days. Yeah. We have overnight in Vienna also. Yeah. Awesome. That's so awesome. You guys are going to love it. It, it, it blew us away. Like I, I felt like I kind of knew what to expect, but at the same time, it was just so different than anything we have done. You're you're gonna love it, and to do the Christmas markets too. I'm I'm definitely jealous of that. Like that is yeah. one day we'll go back, and, or maybe we'll do the Rhine and do the Christmas markets. Yeah. That's definitely one I, day we want to do that. I definitely sure. want to do the Christmas market. I feel like we do have to change up the rivers because we just we have other ones to see. So yeah, <laughs> not that I wouldn't do the Danube again. I, I absolutely love that itinerary. Well, what are some highlights from the cities that you? You stopped in. You mentioned the equestrian excursion that you did, but what are some other highlights that you experienced? One of our favorites was in Krems. We went to a nearby town called Dernstein and we went to a hike up to um, the Dernstein Castle ruins. And it was really steep, a lot steeper than we expected, but it was really nice. We loved the, the view from the top. And then we had some free time to explore the town and it was just the cutest little town. I mean, Fantasyland could have been themed after this town like it was just so cute we loved that it felt like a real life fantasy yeah yeah like right out of a storybook it was just such a quaint little town it it really was it really was i asked how much it cost to live there and they said house to start like a mill and you wouldn't think that by looking at it (laughs) (laughs) another highlight i would say was when we went to salzburg we did a tour of a salt mine when you guys go you should we definitely recommend this one it was really fun it was just a really well done tour and we just really enjoyed getting to see like inside of a mine I was just saying it's was, it was high quality. Like it was way more than I expected. I mean, you ride a, a old mine cart. Well, it's like a, I don't know how to describe it. You They called it a train. A, but. Yeah. Mine train. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like all... seven dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite as cool. Um, but it, it, it moved like it was it was quicker than I thought it was going to be. And uh, you're not you're not really harnessed in there. But it was it was a really unique excursion. I mean, usually, you know, you are there to see, you know, the, the city and things like that. But when we picked this one, the big thing with it is you get to slide down some of these old mine shafts. And of course, they've been redone for safety and things like that. But you get to slide down. So you're wearing these really fun looking uniforms <laughs> and uh you know to protect your clothes and your skin from from rubbing on the the wood when you're gonna slide down but it was really fun uh sliding down the the salt mines that was a pretty unique experience and we crossed we crossed the border in there too mm-hmm. when you were underground we crossed the border into germany oh wow so that That's was cool, cool. too so yeah. It was um, a very quick moving tour as well. So you're not, you know, you're still learning about the importance of 
the, the mines as well as still having fun in there. And there was actually this one area as well, spoilers, but there was an area where there's water down there and you actually take a boat across. And I was... <laughs> it kind of reminded me of you know the scene in Willy Wonka where they get on the boat and it's really bizarre and there's all the <laughs> lights and stuff. It reminded me of like of like they have high quality light shows down there as well. So we're going across this, <laughs> this high lake underneath ground and there is <laughs> what we're picturing going through and seeing these projections on the walls and it felt like we were on it and going very far but it was probably i don't even know a two minute ride which is very slow moving but when all the lights are going and everything it was a really mind-boggling experience i'd say <laughs> it was just a yeah. fun mix like so, it was educational still but it was just really fun yes and so I make sure <laughs> if you're going on a river cruise then you make sure you do the salt mines tour yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's i'm we're doing Doing it, no question now. Well, it may be a different, uh, maybe a different lineup of tours for our sailing, Sam, since we're going to be there in the middle of winter. Oh, yeah. True. Well, if it's available, <laughs> if it's available, we're we're doing it. I don't know. Willy Wonka is a little scary, depending on which version of the movie you see. But yeah. <laughs> That's true. Not the one with Johnny Depp. I don't watch that one. That one he's too scary for me in that. <laughs> he's so creepy in that. I want to talk about the onboard experience for a minute. Um, let's start with your stateroom. You know, as compared to what you might find on a Disney cruise ship, how was the stateroom on board the Ama Waterways? Uh, which ship? It was the Amalia, I believe you said? Yes. Uh, Am- Amalia. 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 Yeah. Make sure I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, yeah, Amalia, we really loved it. The The stateroom was beautiful. When we first walked in, we, were, we thought it might be a little small. Actually, I wish I got the square footage of the, of the room. The bathroom was amazing. The, you have a rain shower. And again, with, with the Disney Wish, going back to that with the different lightings and things like that, the Amalia has even better light. I have like a blue light in there. So at nighttime, it comes on automatically. My favorite part of the bathroom, though, was the shower. They had a beautiful rainforest shower in there. And I really got my use out of that every night. I made sure to, you know, you're all hot and sweaty from the day. And I was really loving the the rain shower in there. It was one of the better showers across all cruise ships that, oh, <laughs> that well, we've been on. Oh, yeah, lines of stuff that, we, that we've had. So, and then the room itself was unique because there was an outside veranda that you could open up the door to like normal. It's pretty small. There's two chairs out there and a little table, but it was enough for, for the river cruise. Uh, it, it, it's enough. And then there is, I don't know how to describe it, area to the left that basically is like an open air veranda. We actually didn't even end up really using this, but the, the, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a seating area inside, but then there's a window that can come down to make it kind of like open air. Open air, yeah. Yeah, so it was nice to have. So add, it kind of adds a balcony or converts into a balcony space. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it did. And the, the tiling and stuff is like still like veranda on like the floor. So it, it's definitely like made to be like an extension. It's really hard to explain. We're gonna have to throw up a picture because it's, <laughs> it's hard to explain. But yeah, it's... It was really unique. And then the room itself was what I would say you typically expect. It was yeah. great. It Bed was, was comfy. definitely smaller than definitely a smaller. DCL oh, room yes. would be because you don't have, you know, the seating area in on a DCL ship that converts to make it for a family. Um, it was really designed for a couple. Like you don't have that extra sofa area. But, yeah, 100%. But yeah, it was really nice. It, the size was was good for, for two people. So yeah. definitely really love the state room. And and I think they max out staterooms at three people on the ABD on um, the waterways cruises. So we because I, I know we've got a, a one of the rooms that does fit three people because we'll have our son with us. But most of the rooms or a lot of the rooms, I think, are still two person rooms. OK, yeah, we actually didn't obviously experience that other side of it. But yeah, but yeah that that yeah, would our, make sense. our room was definitely for two. There would be no oh, yeah. there'd be no room to add yeah. a third. So there's definitely, I think, a few. I don't think there's that many. But there's a few I think that do hold. Yeah, um, we peeked extra. in at other rooms where they were being cleaned, like with like suites. Uh, they looked like, and those were there were some that were a little bigger, relatively yeah. large. Yeah. Well, we need to take a quick pause in the action to thank our amazing show sponsor over at My Path Unwinding Travel. We have really come to love all of the agents over at My Path Unwinding Travel who you've heard on this show. So many of their agents have been on the show sharing their great experiences with concierge sailing, adventures by Disney, and just unique sailings across the Disney portfolio. And so have really come to rely on their expertise as we think about our own vacations, questions we've had about sailing concierge for the first time, questions about unique itineraries, and they are just 
so knowledgeable, so friendly, so giving of their time. My Path and Wedding has some fabulous Facebook groups out there that you can join around concierge sailing, the Disney Wish, the Disney Treasure, just all kinds of great groups where they answer questions from people who haven't even booked vacations with them. So love, love, love the great experience, expertise, friendliness of My Path Unwinding Travel. So if you are thinking about booking your next Disney Cruise Line vacation, maybe been thinking about taking the leap and upgrading to concierge or have been eyeing some special adventures by Disney trip or really just want to benefit from the knowledge and expertise that a great travel expert can provide, highly recommend heading over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo to book your next fabulous vacation. Use that link so they know the DCL Duo sent you. And with that, back to our episode. I feel like we got to talk food next. Well, Brian. yeah, that's where I was going to head next. <laughs> I, I, before we do the ship food, because I look, spoiler alert, I've seen some photos of Brittany and Josh have been posting on their Instagram and the food looks amazing. So I'm <laughs> sure it's going to be great. But I wanted to know, did you get much opportunity to experience some of the local food in the ports where you stopped? You mentioned, you know, for example, if you wanted, you could get off and go eat in town. I know a lot of people might say, why would you do that if you've got included food on board? But, you know, not everyone's going to get to go to these cities multiple times. So I'm curious, did you get to experience some of the the local, you know, food and drink? Yes, we did. So that wasn't even a concern for us because of the way the excursions are happening. Usually lunch was off the ship. Adventures by Disney did an amazing job of making sure you were going to experience local cuisine and drink. So we never felt like, you know, we have to go get something at this local establishment. We experienced goulash and we actually got to make goulash, which was in Budapest. And that was uh experience. I know some people love it. And it was like, they were like really excited for it. I never heard about it <laughs> before. <laughs> uh, but some people were like really excited about it. And we actually got to make it during our excursion. The day we did the salt mine in the afternoon, we were heading over to do some more tours. And so in the, in the, in between there for lunch, they stopped at a local restaurant. We had a brewery. Whole... It was a brewery. It was a brewery. Yeah. That's why it was special <laughs> with the beer. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it was so they, very popular location because of historically with the mines right above, this was like a lot of meats and things like that that the miners used to eat. And so they had a nice family style spread for us. Yeah, a lot of the lunches we did were they were family style and very lots of local foods, like you said, and uh, German and Austrian food, very meat heavy and Hungarian as well. So lots of meats. Um, and of course, they did have options for if they were vegetarians or picky eaters, they had like a pasta option that you could pick. But Or allergies. Too. Or allergies. Yeah. yeah, but there was lots of tasting the local flavors, that's for sure, with those lunches. Yeah, I never felt like we weren't, we're sometimes like uh, definitely like on a an ocean cruise, at least personally, I don't feel like we're trying stuff because we get back on the ship. It's all included. That's where we're going to eat. But with Adventures by Disney, it's all included off the ship as well. And I think that's one of the mindsets as well is, like you said, it's all included. So when you get off, as long as you're on that excursion for that day, you're not having to pull out your wallet. It's just, you know, Disney's taking you from here to here to here. And then you're getting to experience what they think is obviously important and showcases or highlights that area. If you have like free time and things like that, of course, you know, if you go to Starbucks or something, you'll, you'll pay out of pocket for that. But that's, that's, that was rare. Well, let's talk food on board the ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it looks like it looked like Palo quality at a minimum for the main dining room. But but what were your thoughts? So, yes, I would say it was very similar, maybe a little less than Palo to Great Brittany, maybe a little less. It was excellent food, though. And just depending on the, the night, I actually had the best steak I have ever had across all the times I've been sailing on the Amalaya. It was... I, I wish I got the... I think it was a uh, beef rosini. Beef rosini. Yeah. It was amazing. It was, it was the very last night. It was a French-inspired menu. I believe it was that night. French-inspired menu, and it was absolutely amazing. I got a second order of it, and it was... It was Yeah, it was amazing. It was amazing, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm trying, to think, I'm trying to remember back to the... They, all, they did have some theme nights, like you said, the French menu on the one night. Then... Um, Actually, it was not the second last night because I think the last night we You're had right. a German-inspired menu, You're which right. was the night we were in Germany. And uh, that one was really good, too. The Spetzel was amazing on that. So they even do bring some of the local flavors onto the ship as well, which was which was really nice. Yeah. So even if you're not... Yeah. even if, I mean, you're going to get your lunch usually off the ship. But then depending on where you're in, in port, they're going to bring on some, some local cuisine as well. So that's really nice. And then we had a really... Like they'll do like fun themes as well. One of the days when we were sailing, they actually did a barbecue. We are from the Midwest, so we 
we do our, <laughs> our claim is our, our barbecue and things like that. So you were laughing at their barbecue is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was good. It was a really fun experience that was up on deck. And during one of our just days, we did have to be back on for lunch right before we, we sailed. So that was, that was cool. And then did an ice cream social kind of afterwards. So that was really nice just to have ice cream up on deck. And I actually discovered if you like coffee, they actually have an amazing coffee ice cream on board the Amalaya. And it actually has um, the, the grounds of coffee in it as well, too. So, you know, you have the soft ice cream as well as the beans, but it is really good. I will say the menu, of course, compared to an ocean cruise, it, it, if that's what you're comparing it to, it will feel a little bit more limited. They have the left side of the menu that's like constant, similar to an ocean cruise that, you know, it doesn't change. Those meals are, I would say, a little bit more probably more flavorful than I would say that like on the Disney Cruise Line menu, it doesn't change. I'm trying to think of the name of that. The lighter notes. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a lighter note by any means. Like it did seem like that's just something they always offer. It doesn't change, but those, those meals. And then as well as basically they had like two soups to pick from two main courses, two appetizers, two appetizers, two desserts usually. But then they had, like you said, the the part of the menu that stays the same every day. And there was always vegetarian options too. We never felt too limited because like there was always I felt like something I wanted. If you are compared to an ocean cruise, it is different. Yeah, it was definitely more limited than what we were used to on DCL, just because it's a smaller ship. And everything looked, you know, very again, kind of like you said, Palo quality of how it looked. Everything looked very pretty. I will say portion sizes actually were definitely smaller. But again, comparing that to in Europe versus the US, that's just you can, you can always get more, yeah, to be expected, and you can always get more. We never left hungry, of course, because it's all you can eat, so. One more question I had was just on board in terms of things to do. It sounds like your days are pretty much go, 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 and I actually have the website up looking at the sort of day-by-day itinerary for the cruise we're taking, and it's like morning activity, lunch, afternoon to activity, or some days a day is just fully planned out. Was there much time to do things on board? And if so, what kinds of things did you get up to? There was really not any time during the day, really, that you were on the ship. Almost almost entirely, we were out on tours during the day. There was a, a couple of days where we were sailing during the afternoon, um, but there really wasn't as much time on the ship as we expected and definitely nowhere close to what you get on an ocean cruise. We did have the evenings and there was always some kind of nightly activity that would happen almost every night after dinner. Like there was something one night there was a trivia night and one night there was a karaoke night. There was uh, live music one night. So there's always something in the evenings that was happening. But during the day, they really it was really all about the tours. Yeah, just just to touch on that too. In that sense, it is very different than an ocean cruise where you're getting on for the Broadway style Disney shows, the the magicians, the ventriloquists, not nothing like that you're going to see on a river cruise, at least to my knowledge. And the time you do have on the ship, it is more you have other things that you're maybe thinking about. You're resting up for the next day. Again, when we had free time, there was a couple of times where we would sit out on our, our balcony and watch us sail, which is really nice. And we actually sailed a lot at night, which I personally love cruising just in general, just looking out at the ocean. And then for this, I, I was really hoping to, you know, watch the, the castles and while we sailed down the river and, and things like that. But we did do a lot of sailing at night. Now that does change depending on, and I asked our adventure guides this, that does de- change depending on which river you're on. And the Danube, unfortunately, doesn't, its itinerary does do a lot more sailing at night. So something to note if you are like me and you like to watch sail, another river might be better for you as well. We did have one day that was dedicated to sailing. We actually had two ports. So we did a port in the morning and we got on, did about four hours of sailing. And then we got off at another port. And honestly, that was probably my my favorite day because it was so nice to come back to the ship, recoup, go back to the room, just you know freshen up and then watch us sail. And our person from Alma Waterways, and I can't remember what is what was Debbie's role. Cruise. cruise manager. So Debbie's role was a cruise manager. And she got on and she did a commentary while we were sailing. So that was really cool because we got an inside scoop of what we were seeing. And that was that was a really a nice time that I didn't think that could easily be overlooked in an itinerary where like, oh, we're just sailing during this time. But you really do look forward to that. That sailing, I'd say. That sailing time. I guess my last question would be, would you do it again? 
100%. (laughs) (laughs) But I would have more of a mindset to know that it's going to be a tiring vacation. So I would plan a vacation after that. (laughs) I mean, do you think that the value is there as well? I guess maybe is the question because I know Adventures by Disney is probably the most expensive product in the Disney arsenal. You know, with Disney Cruise Line coming in, maybe a slightly close second. But do you think the value is there for the vacation? I do. I do. And the people who are going to really get that value out of this, it is stress-free vacationing and seeing these cities. If you want to just show up, that is where Adventures by Disney is key. Something to know is, you know, there is, they do partner with Ama Waterways. So Ama Waterways does a very similar thing. So I think the question for us as as people who love Disney is, you know, that comparison between doing a Adventures by Disney versus just doing uh, Ama Waterways sailing. And I think that's going to come down to demographic of are you sailing with kids because with adventures by Disney, that's going to be key. It's just expected. You know, you're, we had a lot of adults in our group too, but I think maybe like tolerance, you know, like we expected kids to be there. Whereas if you took a kid on, on the waterways or a teenager, they're, they're going to feel out of place because they're, it's not as kid friendly. So and Adventures by Disney for families and the value is yes, 100% there. If you're adult only group, you could potentially do just maybe on the waterways. Do you agree, Brittany? I mean, I, we were, I would be very curious to sail with just on the waterways and see it. I, you're definitely going to have an older crowd. Just to compare. The just, but just to compare. Of course, you don't have your adventure guides and you don't have the Disney name. The on the waterway service was all excellent. So down the line, I think, you know, comparing that with just on the waterway is, is interesting too. I mean, we definitely would do an Adventures by Disney again in a heartbeat. And one thing to add with that too is when you touched on, you know, Disney Cruise Line being that second kind of price point area, Adventures by Disney has the highest satisfaction rate among any Disney product. And I can confidently say we got to experience that. It is just that that VIP level of service, having your adventure guides there. Again, we had a smaller group, but you're going to have more of them in a larger group. Having them there if you need anything, a Band-Aid, if you, I don't know, (laughs) anything, they are there for you. And and they're going to take that level of service a step further than I think you'd get with just on the waterways. Awesome. Well, Sam, I think we've reached that point in the show where I need to hand it over to you for a little rapid fire. So why don't you take it away? Thank you. All right, you guys. So I know this is your first time on our show, so I'm going to give you the little primer for what Rapid Fire is. (laughs) So Rapid Fire is where I ask you your Disney and Disney Cruise Line favorites. There are no rules to Rapid Fire, except occasionally I like to make up rules as we go along. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, sounds great. So the first question, and we'll start with Brittany. Who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? I love Remy from Ratatouille. Yes. Okay, you win already. You've already won. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the it's the game is over, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Josh, who is your favorite Disney or Pixar character? My favorite is one of the classics. It's Pluto. All right, Josh. What is your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Probably Frozen 2. What? Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, listen, it's a good movie. I'm just, I don't know that I've ever heard somebody say Frozen 2. So that's just a shocker. I was but waiting okay. for Sam to say, and that concludes this episode of the Disney I'll Do It. <laughs> listen, it's a good movie. My Disney visa is Elsa. So and <laughs> nice. if I could have an honor card, I would. Uh, and I think one of the times when we attend a Mickey's Not So Scary, we really want to go as Frozen characters. We're, we're wait, waiting for that to happen. I think Brittany naturally looks like Anna, so I think it would work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brittany, your favorite Disney or Pixar movie? Um, I love Coco a lot. Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Okay, this is another really hard question. Favorite Disney song, Brittany? I'm going to go with Can You Feel the Love Tonight, which was our wedding song. I was going to say Aww. it. I was. That I was could Aww. tell as I was saying, I could tell I was stealing it from him. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, Josh, do you want to pick a different song or you want to just say, or you want to just go with the same as Brittany? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the same Can You Feel the Love. I would just add in a Frozen song. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let it go. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's that's been overdone. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. 
Okay, now we're going to switch over to Disney Cruise Line. We're going to talk about your Disney Cruise Line favorites. You can answer. It doesn't matter what ship, okay? that's. I'm just going to give you that caveat. What is your favorite rotational dining restaurant? Josh, let's start with you. Um, I would probably say... <laughs> Airedale. <laughs> now, with with background though, I didn't think I would like that one going into it, but I I, I really did for families. You know, the, with the frozen aspect, of course. Olaf was amazing. Like that was so cool. So uh, I definitely, definitely Airedale. I like the food. Everything, everything was good. I thought Marvel was going to be my top World of Marvel, but um, I'm going to go with Airedale. Yeah. All right, Brittany, your favorite rotational dining. I'm going to go with one of the classics. I love Animator's Palette on the Dream and Fantasy with Finding Nemo um, theme. Love that one. And the menu on that one is always my favorite. Okay. Favorite onboard activity. So favorite thing to do on a Disney cruise on the ship. Brittany, we'll start with you. I love going to the animation classes. I always make Josh come with me. That's my favorite. (laughs) Those are fun. All right, Josh, what's your favorite onboard activity? My favorite, I really just like sitting on my veranda or a day bed and watching the ocean as maybe as lame as that sounds, but that is like my, that is what I like to do on vacation because we're just, I feel like we're always on when we're at home or working. I just love to be on the ships, disconnect, and I just love sailing. And that, that probably translates also to, I would, I love the spas. Not that we get to go every vacation, but, uh, you know, just depending, but I, I love the spas. <laughs> They're hard to justify. <laughs> every time, right? All right. Favorite DCL stage show. Josh, we'll start with you on this one. I'm going to guess what you're going to say, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> no, actually, okay, I actually have a really unpopular opinion with this one. <laughs> Brittany's already cringing at this, but I loved the old villain show. What was it? Villains Tonight? I love the old villain show with the live Hades, and I, I really like the show. I know no one else likes that. I've never heard, I've never heard anyone else say they like that show, but... In my defense, I was younger when that was around. And a lot of people, unfortunately, you'll never get to experience that one. But maybe that's why. And I just have memories of that. But I really like that. And I really liked they had a a Corella version of that. And just the music I thought was good. But I don't think if you ask any cast, that would be something they even mention. They're they're happy that one is long gone from all the... (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, we did have somebody, somebody early, I don't remember what episode it was from, because now we've done over 200 episodes of our podcast. But somebody else, you are not the first person who said villains tonight. There was one other person. I can't remember who We're it was. Track some down their name so we can have a conversation and then we can bond <laughs> over this. <laughs> you can you can reminisce about villains tonight. All right, Brittany, what is your favorite DCL stage show? I love the Tangled show on the magic. I think the music that they added for that show, I just, I love that one. And I also really liked the new Little Mermaid one on The Wish. We only got to see the dress rehearsal, but I'm excited to see that one again because I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was really good. And I will say Tangled is definitely a popular answer to that question. So yeah, I, I love Tangled. Too. Really That's good. a good one. Yeah. All right. Favorite bar space on any Disney Cruise Line ship? Josh, we'll throw it over to you. Okay. Mine... Mine would be O'Gills on the magic. Oh. Because I love the windows in there. It just it's relatively large. I love the booths in there. Like it's it's nice. I am um, yeah, that's 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 my favorite. All right, cool. Brittany? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bayou on the Wish. I think it's just really pretty. And I love like the flowers and everything, the design they have on that one. Oh, yeah. Those beautiful like leaves on the ceiling. And then those booths that are like kind of round shaped. They're just awesome. It's such a beautiful space. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. There's only one wrong answer to this question currently. And uh, well, what's the wrong answer? <laughs> I believe it's hyperspace lounge. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say that. <laughs> All right. So I'm I I'm going to switch up a question I I normally ask but because you guys have been on all five ships. I'm going to ask you what might be a controversial question. We'll see, I guess. Aqua Duck versus Aqua Dunk versus Aqua Mouse. What's the best? Josh, we'll start with you. I'm going to say Aqua Dunk because and I have maybe unpopular opinion, but I did not enjoy the Aqua Mouse. Interesting. As much as I thought I was going to. I thought it was very 
like it felt like two rides to me and it just felt mm-hmm. very short and you had the movie at the start and then there's nothing and then you're off so i thought that was i hear you all right Brittany. same question dunk duck mouse i'm gonna go with the classic duck i think oh, nice yeah Okay, my last question of rapid fire, bucket list cruise. So this question is, you can go anywhere in the world on a Disney Cruise Line ship. Doesn't even have to be someplace that Disney Cruise Line currently sails. Where do you want to go? Josh, let's start with you. Mine's going to be, and this is already a current sailing, mine's going to be Italy. I want to do one of those things. We definitely could have previously. We just got the transatlantic, but just wasn't in budget. But that's an itinerary I want to do. Awesome. Brittany, what about you? I would love one day, I'm sure if if it ever happens, it would be super far in the future, but I would love to see some sailings in Asia. I think that would be really awesome. For sure. Maybe go to like Tokyo Disney Sea. Yes, that would be that would be amazing. <laughs> All right. So that ends rapid fire. But I do have to ask you, what's next for you guys? Where are you going to be sailing next? And is it on Disney, somebody else or ABD? Our next trip is in September. We're going to be at Disney World for a while. And then we're going to be back on the Wish just for a three night sailing. But we're really excited to get back onto the Wish again. But we're doing concierge. Now we are with my family. so But we're doing concierge for the first time. So we're really excited about that. My guess is I'm going to spend all my time in the lounge, but because <laughs> I'm not, yeah, for those three days. But um, we're really excited for for the wish, and then we will get off that, and we'll go back to Disney World. So in total, it's like going to be like a two week trip, which is on the longer end, of course. And then we are going to do an agency training that we're really excited to have back because we haven't had that since COVID. So we're excited to see those opportunities come back from Disney as well for being down there on the work side of. Things. <laughs> awesome. Well, you are going to love concierge. You're not going to want to go back to regular sailing. Yes, yeah. I know. I tell clients that all the time without even, uh, <laughs> yeah, with, with only touring and seeing the, the beautiful spaces, especially now on the wish with touring those locations. I mean, I get that sense. Like it is. Yeah. Once you do it totally. I, I yeah. <laughs> well, Josh, Brittany, uh, really appreciate you coming on. Do you want to let our listeners know all the different ways that they can connect with you out there? And Josh, if they want to find you to book a fabulous uh, Disney vacation, how they can do that? Yeah. So if you want to get vacation planning information, you can find our information on Wish Upon A Star with us, a little bit of a long name. And then my contact information is actually on there. I have a page and a a bio on there with a whole write-up of, again, of our experiences. And um, that's how you can find my information. And then for fairy tale wonders, I will let Brittany explain. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us, you can check us out on TikTok at fairy tale wonders or on Instagram. We are at fairy tale wonders blog. And our blog also is fairytalewonders.com. Fantastic. Well, thank you again for taking the time to come on the show. We hope maybe we can have you back in the future to hear about some of your other exciting vacations. Yes, and awesome. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. We really appreciate it. We love talking Disney and sharing our experiences as well as, you know, hearing about others because, you know, we are as a, as a Disney collective, we are just one big family. And as you join that family and you say or become a Catholic club member, you really see what we're talking about in the match. It's great to hear it all. But once you experience it, you'll <laughs> you know what we're talking about. <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed hearing from Josh and Brittany today all about their fabulous Disney adventures and their adventures by Disney Cruise and their experience on The Wish. It was so much fun talking to them. I hope we can have them back in the future and hope you just enjoyed hearing from them both. So be sure to follow along with them on social media too because they have a really fun account and we love seeing all their photos of their trips. With that, I do have another five-star review to read on the air this week. This one comes from a 1971 Disney 50 who writes, Best Disney Cruise Podcast. This is by far the best Disney Cruise Line podcast. Brian and Sam provide accurate and balanced reviews with great details to help with planning. Plus, they're just fun to listen to. I also really enjoy their guest interviews and interactions. This is the premier Disney Cruise podcast. Well, thank you, 1971 Disney 50. Being the premier Disney Cruise Line podcast is certainly no small feat amongst some of the other podcasts out there. So we really, really appreciate that review. Thank you so much for leaving it. With that, I do just want to thank each and every one of you out there for listening this week. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast so you can keep getting great content from the DCL Duo each week. Please also head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us those five-star reviews. They really do help out the show and we love getting the feedback from our listeners. You can find all the ways to connect with the DCL Duo over at dclduo.com. Our website 
has our blog. It has a link to our Etsy store. It has our podcast archive. It has a link to our vlog. It has a link to our show sponsor. You can find all the ways to reach out to us over there and our social media accounts. So head over to dclduo.com to connect with us. Of course, if you have a question or would like to be a guest on the show, please email us at dclduo at gmail.com or reach out to us on social media at dclduo. You can also leave us a message in our voicemail line if you'd like to send us a question or a comment. Uh, leave it on our voicemail line. We will read it on the air of one of our shows as so long as it's family friendly. Phone number for our voicemail line is 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. If you'd like to help support the show, you can always browse to patreon.com slash dclduo and choose from one of our monthly support tiers. We really, really appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support this show each and every month. You can also help support the show by booking your next fabulous Disney vacation with our fabulous show sponsor, My Path Unwinding Travel. Just head to mypathunwinding.com slash dclduo so they know we sent you their way. The DCL Duo podcast and vlog are not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney Company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with the DCL Duo. Good night.